think that if there was one animal that I, I personally would not want to uh, come across in the wild, um, it would be a grizzly bear or any kind of bear, really. You know, I know that like sharks and crocodiles, you know, maybe they're objectively more terrifying just because you're in the water. But look, something about bears really gets me. I mean, they're maybe it's because they're also adorable. I don't know. That could be it. But anyway. Uh, welcome to Man Eaters. Uh, this is a podcast. It's a, it's a true crime podcast, but all the murderers are animals. That's the best way, I think, to describe what this show is. Um, my name's James, and of course, uh, we talk about um, man-eating animals, animal attacks, and uh, basically any situation where animals and humans come into uh, combat with each other. Um, we are talking about a very well-known animal attack today, uh, and a very well-known um, uh, man-eating bear. Uh, this is the story of the grizzly man. Now, this was made into a uh, very well-received um, documentary in the early 2000s by Werner Herzog, um, I believe in 2005. Uh, I'll get a little bit more into who this person was, um, but this documentary includes hours of footage that this person shot himself. Um, th- this person was a person who spent years and years and years with bear, with bears and dedicated their life to to their protection um so yeah let's let's just jump straight into the story today um this is timothy treadwell aka the grizzly man and his encounter his fatal encounter with a bear known as bear 141 um so yeah enjoy the story <laughs> Timothy William Dexter was born in 1957 in Long Island, New York. His father was a foreman for construction sites owned by a phone company, and he was one of five children who lived in relative comfort in middle American suburbia. A B-grade student, Timothy was well-liked and personable, and got along well with adults and children alike. He shared an affinity for animals with his mother, and he kept a pet squirrel named Willie, which his mother claimed was his best friend as a child. In high school, he enjoyed swimming and became the captain of the school's dive team. He received a scholarship for diving, but soon injured his back and lost that scholarship. He moved back home and became depressed. His parents said he was searching for a new start. He started smoking weed and hanging out with people that his parents didn't approve of. Around 1977, at the age of about 20, he moved to California to become an actor. He got an agent, changed his last name to Treadwell, and auditioned for several well-known TV shows. He won a part on an episode of The Love Connection and was screen-tested for the role of Woody Boyd in Cheers. The role eventually went to Woody Harrelson, but allegedly, Timothy was second in line. Losing this role caused him to spiral. His father and his friends said that it almost destroyed him. Soon after this time, he had a near-fatal heroin overdose and the doctors prescribed him with antidepressants. Timothy refused to take them as he said it numbed his enjoyment of his life. Friends and colleagues said that Timothy was so desperate to create a new identity for himself, he started telling people he was actually an orphan from Australia, although, according to one close friend, his accent was more like a Kennedy than an Australian. After discussing his plans for the future and his love for wildlife, a friend recommended he travel to Alaska to watch the bears. After his first encounter with a wild grizzly bear, he wrote that he had found his calling in life and that his destiny was now entwined with the bears. He was right. Treadwell studied the bears during the summer seasons for 13 years between 1990 and 2003. 
Treadwell broke his visits to Alaska into two parts. In the early months of each season, he camped on the Big Green, an open area in Hallow Bay in the Katmai Coast. He called the area the Grizzly Sanctuary. During the latter part of each summer, he would move to Kiflia Bay and camp in an area of especially thick bush he called the Grizzly Maze. Here, the chances of crossing paths with wild bears was much higher since the location intersected with bear trails. Treadwell was well known for getting extremely close to the bears he observed, sometimes even touching them and playing with bear cubs. He habitually named the bears he encountered and consistently saw many of the same bears each summer, so he claimed to build a strong standing relationship with them. Timothy was repeatedly warned by the Park Service against his behaviour with the bears. Tom Smith, a research ecologist with the Alaskan Science Centre, said that Treadwell was breaking every park rule there was in terms of distance to the bears, harassing wildlife, and interfering with natural processes. Right off the bat, his personal mission was at odds with the park service. As Timothy's career progressed, he became more and more paranoid and hostile of the park service and people in general. Treadwell often claimed to be alone with the wildlife on several occasions in his videos. However, his girlfriend, Amy Hugenard, was with them during parts of the last three summers and at the time of their deaths. By 2001, Treadwell had gained notoriety and was something of a celebrity. He visited schools to talk to students about his experiences with bears, and he appeared on several high-profile television programs including the Discovery Channel, Late Night with David Letterman, and Datelight NBC to discuss his adventures. He also co-wrote Among Grizzlies, Living with Wild Bears in Alaska with Jewel Palamon, his co-worker who he lived with for 20 years. This book describes Treadwell's adventures on the Alaskan Peninsula. Treadwell and Palavik founded Grizzly People, an organization devoted to protecting bears and preserving their wilderness habitats. In October 2003, Treadwell and his girlfriend Amy, a physician's assistant, visited Katmai National Park. Treadwell and Hugenard's diaries indicated that she was afraid of the bears and was vocal about leaving the expedition early. Treadwell set his campsite near a salmon stream where wild bears commonly feed in the autumn. Treadwell was in the park later in the year than normal, at a time where bears attempt to gain as much fat as possible before the winter. Food was scarce that autumn, causing the bears to be even more aggressive than usual. Treadwell and Huguenard were to leave the park at his usual time of year, and had actually returned to Kodiak on September 26 to store their gear for the season and to catch a connecting flight back to their home in California. However, after an argument with the airline ticketer over the price of altering his return ticket, Treadwell and Amy made the decision to return to their campsite on September 29th for an additional week. The bears he had been used to during the summer had already gone into hibernation, and more aggressive bears that Treadwell did not know from other parts of the park were moving into the area. Some of the last footage taken by Treadwell, hours before his death, includes a video of a bear diving into the river repeatedly for a piece of dead salmon. This is a sign of food desperation in brown bears. Treadwell mentioned in the footage that he did not feel entirely comfortable around that particular bear. In the documentary Grizzly Man, Werner Herzog speculates on whether Treadwell filmed the very bear that killed and ate him. Around noon on Sunday, October 5th, 2003, Treadwell spoke with an associate in Malibu, California by sat phone. Treadwell mentioned no problems with any bears. The next day, October 6th, Willie Fulton, a Kodiak air taxi pilot, arrived at Treadwell and Hugenard's campsite to pick them up but found the area abandoned, except for a bear, and contacted the local park rangers. The couple's mangled remains were discovered quickly upon investigation. Treadwell's disfigured head, partial spinal cord, and right forearm and hand with his watch still on and ticking away were recovered a short distance from the camp. 
Amy's partial remains were found next to the torn and collapsed tents, partially buried in a mound of twigs and dirt. A large male bear, tagged and previously designated as Bear 141, protected the campsite and was killed by park rangers during their attempt to retrieve the bodies. A second adolescent bear was also killed a short time later when it charged at park rangers. An on-site postmortem of Bear 141 revealed human body parts such as fingers and limbs. The younger bear was consumed by other animals before it could be examined. A video camera recovered at the site proved to have been operating during the attack. The police say that the six-minute tape contained only the voices and cries as a brown bear mauled Treadwell to death. The tape begins with Treadwell yelling that he's being attacked. Come out here. I'm being killed out here. He screams to Amy. That the tape contained only sounds led the troopers to believe the attack might have happened while the camera was stuffed in a duffel bag or during the night. In Grizzly Man, Werner Herzog claims that the lens cap of the camera was left on, suggesting that Treadwell and Hugnard were in the process of setting up for another video sequence when the attack happened. This, however, was enough time to record the bear's initial attack on Treadwell and his agonized screams. His retreat after Hugnard tells Treadwell to play dead and when she attacked it with a frying pan, and its return to carry Treadwell off into the forest. Charlie Russell, a bear expert, worked with Treadwell. Russell advised Treadwell to carry pepper spray and use electric fences. He initially refrained from commenting on Treadwell after he was killed, but after Grizzly Man was released, he wrote a lengthy critique of Treadwell's failure to follow basic safety precautions. In spite of his criticisms of Treadwell, Russell praised him for his devotion to bears and his ability to remain alive for so long. He defended him against the people who criticised his work, writing, If Timothy had spent those 13 years killing bears and guiding others to do the same, eventually being killed by one, he would have been remembered in Alaska with great admiration. According to the organisation Treadwell founded, Grizzly People, five bears were poached in the year following his death, while none had been poached while he was present in Katmai National Park. Some of his ashes were spread at his last known campsite by his friends, co-workers and pilot. The following is a clip from the Grizzly Man documentary that Treadwell recorded years before his death. Knowing the context in which it's played now, it seems like it's almost a chilling prediction. And that these bears can bite, they can kill, and if I am weak, I go down. I love them with all my heart, I will protect them, I will die for them. But I will not die at their claws and paws. I will fight, I will be strong, I'll be one of them, I will be... The master, still a kind warrior. <laughs> Love you, Rowdy. There you have it, guys. That's the story of Timothy Treadwell, aka the Grizzly Man, um, who came to a almost almost appropriate grizzly ending um i had a lot of feelings when researching this this story i watched the documentary um which by the way you should absolutely watch it goes into way more depth than i possibly could in this format um it's a it's an absolutely amazing documentary it's all on youtube you can watch it for free uh it's just called grizzly man directed by uh Werner herzog who i can't listen to without him without reminding me of like him wanting to see the baby in the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, so this guy, Timothy Treadwell, right? He's, he's a very complicated person. Um, he 
he clearly loved what he did. He clearly respected the Bears, but I think that he respected them almost too much, right? Like, he respected them to a point where he didn't respect them anymore. Um, in the documentary, um, they talk to a Native American guy who says, you know, for 7,000 years, there's been this relatively harmonious relationship between people and, and bears. They stay out of their way, and we stay out of their way. Uh, we stay out of their way, and they stay out of our way. Um, ours meaning people. Um, and then people like Timothy come along and interact with the bears and um, are friendly with the bears, and this conditions the bears to potentially think that that's what all people are like, you know? And so the next person comes along and a bear gets a bit too friendly and maybe bites them. Um, and then that bear gets shot and all the bears around it get shot as well because of some weird vindictive hunt that the people go on. So, you know, it's not necessarily a great thing. Um, he, it, it, it's interesting as well that there's a, there was a pilot, I think not the pilot that he knew that picked him up, but another pilot that was involved in the, the cleanup of the remains from the campsite who essentially said that one of the reasons he think he survived for so long with the bears is that he acted so bizarrely for a person that the bears might have just thought there was something wrong with him. Um, he uses a derogatory word, um, but I'm just going to say mentally challenged. Uh, that's potentially what the bears thought Timothy was. Now, I, I don't know all about that. I think that, um, to be honest, I think he just got lucky. You watch all this footage of the guy with these bears, and he, he really seemed to not be in control of the situations at all. Like, at any moment, a bear could turn around and maul him to death and th there were some close calls too they like would come up to him and he would you know talk them off and it was almost like they 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 didn't engage just out of because they were bored by him but if there was any reason to attack they would have and they did obviously in in the end as well um one thing you note as well is that the longer he stayed out there um the less attached to the human world he became and he talked many many times about how he hated human civilization he was really upset about upset by by it and um he becomes more and more uh disassociated with humanity as he goes on um there are clips of him just going on these weird weird rants about the, the park service and how he saved the bears and they he beat the park service the park service wants to get him there's footage of him spying on um other campers in the in the park and being really paranoid you know um at one point a bear approaches this group of campers and they throw rocks at the bear to scare him off which i think is a really pretty fair thing to do and you hear timothy treadwell in the background while he's filming crying and being really upset that, that happened which is kind of understandable but then you also see the campers left him a note so they obviously knew who he was probably because he was pretty famous for being there they left a note on a on a tree stump that just said or not a tree stump on a, on a log that just said um hi timothy see you next year which you would think would be pretty friendly timothy read that and took it as a threat like he was he's he said it, these are almost his exact words it's not a message like hey we're gonna freaking kill you it's more creepy than that and then he also found a rock with a smiley face on it as well uh which he took it again as a threat so he he kind of became a little bit unhinged i mean there's footage of him like following a bear and after the bear defecates he just walks up and picks and, and starts rubbing the poo uh, and he's so like 
enthralled that this species was inside the bear moments ago. It's it's truly a little bit bizarre. Um, so, you know, he wasn't all there. Um, so he obviously was a victim, but he kind of, he put himself in the situation. And I think that he would not, he wouldn't be upset that this happened. Like he, he understood what he was doing, I think. And I don't think he would be terribly shocked to learn that this had happened. Um, especially since he had realized, you know, in, in his last camp that things weren't going well, you know, that he'd, re he'd returned later in the year than he was used to. The bears that he saw weren't ones that he knew and weren't ones that were acclimated with him. Um, there was a food scarcity going on, so the animals were becoming more and more um, aggressive and desperate for, for food. Um, but the one thing that really sort of is really sad for me is that he dragged his girlfriend into it. Um, and this, this woman, um, we don't know a lot about her. She's barely in any of the footage. There's a hundred hours of footage that they found uh, of Timothy that, that he took, and she only appears twice. In one shot, uh, it's from really far away, and we don't get to see her face. And in the second one, it's from around the time she died. Um, there's a bear approaching them, and they're both standing really still, and it's very tense, and you can tell that she's terrified. And again, you don't really get to see her face. So we don't know much about Amy. Um, but it is just sad that she got roped into it, and she ultimately died as well. The, um, the footage, well, not footage, the audio tape, um, was recorded apparently is so horrific that only a couple people have listened to it so the coroner listened to it and he well firstly he's a bit of a weirdo if you watch the documentary maybe you know what i think he seems like a bit of a weirdo um but yeah like he listened to it and he describes the screams it's really like terrifying and uh yeah and then the other person who listened to it was um was one Herzog, the director of the documentary and you, we get to watch him listen to it live. We don't hear what it is, but we watch his reaction. And he starts crying. And it's really weird to see a man like Werner Herzog, who is absolutely terrifying, <laughs> crying, you know? And he takes the tape and, and he says to, uh, I think it was Jewel, I can't remember her last name off the top of my head, but the woman who he worked with for 20 years. And he says, you should not listen to this. Don't listen to this. Um, I think you should destroy the tape. If you live with it in your house, it'll, it'll eat at you don't ever listen to this and apparently she never has there are um some clips on youtube that claim to be the audio clip um they sound horrific there's no way to verify if they are real um some of the comments say yes it's real some say no it's not um one of the clips that i listened to did seem to be accurate at least to what people describe it to be like some of the words some of the lines that um the coroner said were in it pop up again but again it, it could be a fake or a recreation either way it's horrific and i actually was planning on putting it into the podcast today but i i decided against it it's a little bit too too messed up so anyway <laughs> that's the story of the grizzly man and uh bear 141 um so yeah i hope you enjoyed that um it was a really interesting one to to research and the fact that there's a full documentary about it made it much more enjoyable so definitely go and check that out if you uh, feel inclined to it's on youtube and uh, yeah if you enjoyed this let me know please follow us on spotify or apple Podcasts or google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast because that's the only way for me to know if you like it and i should do more um i'm planning on doing another eight episodes in this first season and uh reassessing there so i'm having a great time so far so yep let me know what you think and i will be back in a week with another episode uh, about another uh, man eater so yes tell your friends share it around 
Uh, have a great week and uh, stay safe out there. If you're in lockdown like I am, you're probably not going camping, but uh, if you are, bring bring some bear spray. Even if you don't live in a country with bears, I'm, I'm bringing bear spray from now on because that absolutely terrifies me. Those cuddly, cute, terrifying bastards. Bye, everybody.